0: Chapter 1 of Ben the Luggage Boy, or Among the Wharves. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tommy Hersant, Carlsbad, California. Ben the Luggage Boy, or Among the Wharves, by Horatio Algier, Jr. Chapter 1 Introduces Ben, the luggage boy. How much yer are made this morning, Ben? Nary, Red, answered Ben composedly. Had your breakfast? Only an apple. That's all I've eaten since yesterday. It's most time for the train to be in from Philadelphia. I'm laying around for a job the first speaker was a short freckle-faced boy whose box strapped to his back identified him at once as a street boot black his hair was red his fingers defaced by stains of blacking and his clothing constructed on the most approved system of ventilation he appeared to be about twelve years old the boy whom he addressed as ben was taller and looked older he was probably not far from sixteen. His face and hands, though browned by exposure to wind and weather, were several shades cleaner than those of his companion. His face, too, was of a less common type. It was easy to see that, if he had been well-dressed, he might readily have been taken for a gentleman's son. But, in his present attire, There was little chance of that mistake being made his pants marked by a green stripe small around the waist and very broad at the hips had evidently once belonged to a bowery swell for the bowery has its swells as well as broadway its more aristocratic neighbor the vest had been discarded as a needless luxury its place being partially supplied by a shirt of thick red flannel this was covered by a frock-coat which might once have belonged to a member of the fat men's association being aldermaniac in its proportions now it was fallen from its high estate its nap and original gloss had long departed and it was frayed and torn in many places but among the street boys dress is not much regarded and ben never thought of apologizing for the defects of his wardrobe we shall learn in time what were his faults and what his virtues for i can assure my readers that street boys do have virtues sometimes and when they are thoroughly convinced that a questioner feels an interest in them will drop the chaff in which they commonly indulge and talk seriously and feelingly of their faults and hardships some do this for a purpose no doubt and the verdant stranger is liable to be taken in by assumed virtue and waste sympathy on those who do not deserve it but there are also many boys who have good tendencies and aspirations and only need to be encouraged and placed under right influences to develop into worthy and respectable men the conversation recorded above took place at the foot of courtland street opposite the ferry wharf it was nearly time for the train and there was the usual scene of confusion express wagons hacks boys laborers were gathering presenting a confusing medley to the eye of one unaccustomed to the spectacle ben was a luggage boy his occupation being to wait at the piers for the arrival of steamboats or at the railway stations on the chance of getting a carpet-bag or valise to carry his business was a precarious one sometimes he was lucky sometimes unlucky when he was flush he treated himself to a square meal and finished up the day at tony pastor's or the old bowery where from his seat in the pit he indulged in independent criticism of the acting as he leaned back in his seat and munched peanuts throwing the shells about carelessly It is not surprising that the street boys like the old Bowery, and are willing to stint their stomachs, or run the risk of a night in the streets, for the sake of the warm room and the glittering illusions of the stage, introducing them, for the time being, to the society of nobles and ladies of high birth, and enabling them to forget for a time the hardships of their own lot." While they follow with rapt interest the fortunes of Lord Frederick Montressor or the Lady Imogene Delacour. Strange as it may seem, the street Arab has a decided fancy for these pictures of aristocracy and never suspects their want of fidelity when the play ends and lord frederick comes to his own having foiled all the schemes of his crafty and unprincipled enemies no one rejoices more than the ragged boy who has sat through the evening an interested spectator of the play and in his pleasure at the successful denouement he almost forgets that he will probably find the newsboys lodging-house closed for the night and be compelled to take up with such sleeping accommodations as the street may provide. Ben crossed the street, taking a straight course without paying especial attention to the mud, which caused other pedestrians to pick their way. To the condition of his shoes he was supremely indifferent. Stockings he did not wear. They are luxuries in which few street boys indulge he had not long to wait the boat bumped against the wharf and directly a crowd of passengers poured through the open gates in a continuous stream ben looked sharply around him to judge who would be likely to employ him his attention was drawn to an elderly lady with a large carpet-bag swelled almost to bursting she was looking about her in a bewildered manner Carry your bag, ma'am?' he said, at the same time motioning towards it. "'Who be you?' asked the old lady suspiciously. "'I'm a baggage smasher,' said Ben. Well, "'Then I don't want you,' answered the old lady, clinging to her bag as if she feared it would be wrested from her. "'I'm surprised that the law allows such things. "'You might be in a better business, young man, than smashing baggage.' that's where you're right old lady said ben bankin would pay better if i only had the money to start on are you much acquainted in new york asked the old lady oh, yes said ben i know the mayor and aldermen and all the principal men a t stewart's my intimate friend and i dine with vanderbilt every sunday when i ain't engaged at astor's Do you wear them clothes when you visit your fine friends? Asked the old lady shrewdly. Uh, No, said Ben. Them are my everyday clothes. I only got some velvet clothes to home, embroidered with gold. I believe you are telling fibs, said the old lady. What I want to know is if you know my daughter, Mrs. John Jones. Her first name is Seraphine. she lives on Bleecker Street, and her husband, who is a nice man, though his head is bald on top, keeps a grocery store. Oh, of course I do, said Ben. Uh, it was only yesterday that she told me her mother was coming to see her. I might have knowed you was she. How would you have knowed? Uh, cause she told me just how you looked. I uh, Did she? Uh, how did she say I looked? Uh, she said you was most ninety and it isn't true said the old lady indignantly i'm only seventy-three and everybody says i'm wonderful young looking for my years i don't believe serafini told you so she might have said you looked as if you was most ninety you're a sassy boy said the owner of the carpet-bag, indignantly. "'I don't see how I'm going to get up to Serafini's,' she continued, complainingly. "'They ought to have come down to meet me. How much will you charge to carry my carpet-bag and show me the way to my daughter's?' Fifty cents,' said Ben. Fifty cents!' repeated the old lady, aghast. "'I didn't think you'd charge more'n ten. Oh, "'I have to.' said ben boards high in new york how much would they charge me in a carriage here you sir addressing a hackman uh, what'll you charge to carry me to my darter's house a mrs john jones in bleaker street what's the number i think it's a hundred and sixty-five a dollar and a half a dollar and a half couldn't you do it for less "'Carry your bag, sir?' asked Ben, of a gentleman passing. The gentleman shook his head. He made one or two other proposals, which, being in like manner unsuccessful, he returned to the old lady, who, having by this time got through her negotiations with the hackman, whom she had vainly striven to beat down to seventy-five cents, was in a more favourable mood to accept Ben's services.' can't you take less than 50 cents she asked no said ben decidedly i'll give you 40 couldn't do it said ben who felt sure of gaining his point now well i suppose i shall be obliged to hire you said the old lady with a sigh seraphine ought to have sent down to meet me I didn't tell her I was comin' to-day, but she might have thought I'd come, being so pleasant. Here, you boy, you may take the bag, and mind you don't run away with it. There ain't nothin' in it but some of my clothes. I don't want none of your clothes, said Ben. My wife's bigger'n you, and they wouldn't fit her. Massey sakes, you ain't married, be you? why shouldn't i be i don't believe it you're not old enough but i'm glad you don't want the clothes they wouldn't be of no use to you just you take the bag and i'll fall on behind i want my pay first i ain't got the change my daughter seraphine will pay you when we get to her house that don't go down said ben decidedly payment in advance that's the way i do business you get your pay don't you be afraid i know i shall but i want it now you won't run away after i paid you will you of course not that ain't my style the old lady took out her purse and drew therefrom forty-seven cents she protested that she had not a cent more ben pardoned the deficiency feeling that he would notwithstanding be well paid for his time all right he said magnanimously i don't mind the three cents it ain't any object to a man of my income take my hand old lady and we'll go across the street i'm afraid of being run over she said hesitantly What's the odds if you be, said Ben? The city'll have to pay you damages. But if I got killed, that wouldn't do me any good, remarked the old lady, sensibly. Then the money'd go to your friends, said Ben, consolingly. Do you think I will be run over? asked the old lady, anxiously. Of course you won't. I'll take care of you. They wouldn't dare to run over me, said Ben, confidently somewhat reassured by his remark the old lady submitted to ben's guidance and was piloted across the street in safety i wouldn't live in new york for a heap of money it would be as much as my life is worth she remarked how far is Bleecker street about two miles i almost wish i'd read "'but a dollar and a half is a sight to pay. "'You'd have to pay more than that.' "'Well, that's all the man asked.' "'I know,' said Ben. "'But when he got you there, "'he'd have charged you five dollars.' "'I wouldn't have paid it.' "'Oh, yes, you would,' said Ben. "'He couldn't make me. "'If you didn't pay, he'd have locked you in "'and driven you off to the river "'and dumped you in. "'Do they ever do such things?' asked the old lady, startled. "'Of course they do. Only last week a beautiful young lady was served that way, "'cause she wouldn't pay what the hackman wanted. And, and, "'And what was done with to him?' "'Nothing,' said Ben. "'The police is in league with them, and get their share of the money.' "'Why, you don't say so. "'What a wicked place New York is, to be sure!' Of course it is. It's so wicked. I'm going to the country myself as soon as I get money enough to buy a farm. Have you got much money saved up? Asked the old woman interested. Uh, Four thousand six hundred and seventy-seven dollars and fifty-five cents. Uh, I don't count the money you gave me because I'm going to spend it. Uh, you don't make it all carrying carpet bags said the old lady, incredulously. Uh, No, I made most of it speculating in real estate, said Ben. You don't say? Yes, I do. You've got most enough to buy a farm already. I ain't going to buy it till I can buy a good one. What's the name of this street? Uh, West Broadway. They were really upon West Broadway by this time, that being as direct a line as any to Bleecker Street. ''You see that store?'' said Ben. ''Yes. Oh, what's the matter of it?'' ''Oh, I don't own it now,'' said Ben. ''I sold it, cos the tenants didn't pay their rent regular.'' ''I should think you'd dress better if you got so much money,'' said the old lady, not unnaturally. ''What's the use of wearing nice clothes round among the wharves?'' said Ben. "'There's suthin' in that. "'I tell my darter Jane—she uh, lives in the country— "'that it's no use dressin' up the children to go to school. "'They're sure to get their clothes tore and dirty afore they get home.' "'So Ben beguiled the way with wonderful stories, "'with which he played upon the old lady's credulity. "'Of course it was wrong.' But a street education is not very likely to inspire its pupils with a reverence for truth. And Ben had been knocking about the streets of New York, most of the time among the wharves, for six years. His street education had commenced at the age of ten. He had adopted it of his own free will. Even now there was a comfortable home waiting for him. There were parents who supposed him dead, and who would have found a difficulty in recognizing him under his present circumstances. In the next chapter, a light will be thrown upon his past history, and the reader will learn how his street life began. End of chapter 1